You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. The cutest little cottage. It's a six house for those of you who have been here a while and listened to the episode about house numerology. If you haven't, go back and listen to it. It's from last fall. But this is a six house and I've never lived in one. And I'm so excited about it because six represents balance, harmony, the arts, creation. It's a Venusian number. So never lived in one in my entire life. I've always gravitated towards seven spaces, grew up in a seven space. And what's strange is my last three addresses were four, one, 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 four, five, six, seven. They were seven. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your host, Stephanie Powers, coming at you live from South Texas for the winter because yes, I'm a snowbird. A young snowbird, and my boyfriend JL and I, he's born and raised in Texas. He's got his children here, he's got his work here, and I, born and partially raised in Indiana and New Hampshire, decided, hey, I want to go down there with ya, instead of doing the long distance thing while I was in Indiana for the summer with my family, having a total Venus transiting the fourth house. Yes, my fourth house is ruled by Leo, and we'll talk about that in this episode, love, value with my home, family, fourth house. It was all about that. And finding myself. This summer, you know, Leo ruled fourth house says, I am creative at home. I create things at home. I find myself at home. That's the high octave of it. And I learned to play the guitar this summer on my mom's front porch every evening, strumming some chords for her. It was so fun. And I still can't believe that I can read chords on for the guitar it's just so cool it's something I've dreamt of doing since I was young I was just navigating the waters of severe codependency and people pleasing and a girl so afraid of uncertainty and not knowing who she is because she had to consistently give up who she was in order to feel safe and grounded and sure and certainty that I just pursued a business degree. I pursued a job that was handed to me. I, it was hard. And it, it's full circle to come back home to who I've always wanted to be. At 34 years old, I do feel like, shit, I, I missed my chance. I'm too old to be reinventing myself and learning an instrument and posting videos of me singing and playing. That's what teenagers and 20-somethings get to do. 34-year-olds should be bringing their kids to Disney or reaching a middle point high in their careers that they established. It's like, yeah, those things are great, and some people do, but honestly, I look around and I don't see anybody (laughs) at 34 with a life like that. Anyway, tomorrow will be one week officially in this little cottage on the marsh in Rockport, Texas. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, my personal account, at Stephanie Powers, we have found a stray dog named, well, we named her Kaya. 
after the girl in the story Where the Crawdads Sing because she raises herself in a marsh. When we arrived, I noticed there was a cute little head bobbing in the marsh grass and then chasing the cranes in the little pond in front of the cottage. And it was a red healer, an Australian cattle dog type mix. And at first I thought, that is a beautiful dog. And this is very common stance in Texas where there's ranches, cattle. And so I thought, that's certainly someone's dog. It must be friendly if it's running around, whatever. But then as I tried to call to her and pet her and say hi, introduce myself to the new neighbor, I noticed she was terrified of humans. I mean, her tail tucks so far beneath her legs and she will run away from you so fast. She trips over herself and rolls. It's sad. I tried to get Jeffrey to warm up to her and it was tough. You could definitely tell she's been abused or some negative experience with humans because the poor thing was terrified. Well, long story short, She's currently sitting on an old quilt I put out for her on our porch. We got her to come up to us. We feed her some kibble, and she is definitely a puppy between one and two years old. She's got those clean puppy teeth, and she might be pregnant. I'm not certain. I've never had a female dog, but her ribs aren't showing. Her stomach is a little big, and her nipples are protruding, so I am just assuming she's pregnant. And as much as I romanticize the idea of keeping her and welcoming her into the family and like using the spiritual phrases of like, well, she found us and she warmed up to us. I do believe in all of that. But similar to Layla, if you've been around here for a while, Miss Layla, the dog we found a couple of years ago at a Texas rest stop. Um, I thought that was also very synchronistic. Like, whoa, holy cow, this is so random. But Layla ended up getting the best story. She is currently living her life in the San Juan Mountains on a ranch, living an incredible life, overweight and happy. It's so cute. And Miss Kaya here, I think, hopefully, will end up the same. I'd love to keep her. We would love to keep her. But we're renting this space for just six months, and it's beautiful. And you can tell the owner, who's a Virgo, did a lot of work, put a lot of money into it and welcoming a puppy that we don't have the time to train and give proper exercise to because Jayla and I are down here for very specific work goals. We just can't. And we had to really talk to the landlord to see if he would let us bring Jeffrey, our pug. So there's no way we can bring a puppy red healer into the mix. And luckily, Texas has some incredible rescues. We're going to bring her to the vet to see if she's pregnant and scan for a microchip. And then we're going to take it from there and hopefully manifest her a beautiful ranch space where she could do what she's made to do, work and have a family that welcomes her in the home, gives her a clean bath. And we get, oh, she's covered in ticks and fleas. That was another omen of, oh, yeah, she's homeless. All right. Uh, so we gave her some flea and tick medicine, and they're falling off. Thank goodness her poor ears were so covered in ticks. And she's got scars all over her neck. She was either attacked by a dog or beaten. I don't want to go there in my mind, but she's healing up nicely. And we're going to do all we can to find her the perfect home where she's fat and happy and has a ranch to run. There's lots of great people and great spaces here in Texas for that. So I have no doubt we'll get her all settled, but it's been quite the adventure. It's been quite the adventure. I've got a lot of experience with fostering and saving animals. So 
And if you guys remember the animal communication episode with Thea Strom, her and I still talk on social media and she was like, I am so proud of you. This dog came to you really quick. I was like, yeah, I read a good book about this. <laughs> it was fun. It's really cool. You know, I got to give JL props because he's the one who really practiced patience with her and sat at the end of the driveway and was so gentle and just stood there and he's the one who got her to warm up to us first. And so as a result of that, she naturally took to me. So he definitely has a way with dogs and all animals. Okay. This podcast episode, we are going to talk all about the solar eclipse in Libra coming up on Saturday, October 14th at 1055 AM Pacific standard time. You know, as an astrologer, of course, I use astrology to better and make my own life smooth as possible. Life is a journey. Astrology is the map. But there's some things that just happen and are indications that I'm living life with the natural flow of things. For example, Rockport, Texas is in the line of totality for this solar eclipse in Libra. I had no idea. And people are like, you're an astrologer. Of course, you're going to Rockport for the winter where there's going to be the big totality in the solar eclipse in Libra. Actually, it's not complete totality like the one we're having in April next year, but it's pretty dang close. It's going to create a ring of fire over the sun. I can't wait to see it. But yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> the stars call me. I don't call them. So we have a solar eclipse in Libra. Let's break this down. If you have Libra in your big three, your sun, your moon, your rising, of course, the energy and the influence of this eclipse are going to be heavier and probably more prominent in your life and in your chart. Now, we are not going to use astrology here in Lightworkers Lounge as a doomsday thing to scare you and shake you up or use the cliche phrases, which are very true as well, of you need to release what no longer serves you, right? I want to give you guys astrology information that is really practical, that you can end this podcast episode and have a tool that you then go into your real life and use to better your life, right? Life is a journey. Astrology is a map. It just helps guide you a little bit. It helps you know what to expect so you don't drown in emotional reactions. It's, it's a buffer for this crazy thing called life. So let's first break down the sign of Libra just a little bit because the last episode we had was all about Libra. So if you're unfamiliar with this cardinal air sign, go back and listen to that. But Libra rules what? Love, relationships. It's the scales of balance, the scales of justice. A lot of people hold on to that in a literal sense and think that Libras just want peace and balance, but what they mistaken it for is, yes, well, everybody wants peace and balance, but Libras really came here to learn the lesson of not losing themselves in a relationship, right? Tipping the scales in the other's favor. They came here to learn how to be an individual while in partnership, balanced scales. Yes, Libras seek peace more than the average person because they are Venusian. They are ruled by Venus. To them, life should be all about love, getting fanned while eating grapes, wearing your most beautiful gold sash, and just loving life. Unfortunately, 
It's not always like that. And Libras do not like their neighbor Scorpio. They do not like when there's conflict, when things are unfair. It's really hard for them to digest and assimilate. But this is what they came here to learn. So when we have a solar eclipse in Libra, we can essentially interpret that into one phrase. We are eclipsing something to do with relationships, how we relate, how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to others. And this can both be in a romantic or a platonic a friendship sense to our family. Ooh. And if you really want to dive into this, you'll look at the part of your chart that is ruled by Libra. I'll use my own to drive this point home. My sixth house of health and daily routine and co-workers is ruled by Libra. So while this eclipse says, yes, we're looking at how we relate to the other, especially in a romantic sense, since that is what Libra rules, for someone who is a Taurus rising like me and their sixth house of health and routine is ruled by Libra, I'm going to use this eclipse to say, okay... Is my daily routine helping me show up as the best girlfriend, as the best dog mom, as the best coworker, as the best person on the podcast who is guiding and teaching people? What's that look like? Or I may say, hey, I'm ready to eclipse something out of my life that is making my daily routine very difficult, right? Does that make sense? So while it is about the relationships for a sixth house ruled me, Libra, it's not so much romantic love. So the sun, the sun represents the ego. As you guys know, when you book a breast try reading with me and I break down the big three, the sun, the moon, the rising, the sun is our ego. It's who our friends and family know us as. I'm a Sagittarius. You go ask my mom, Hey, can Steph settle down or does she run away from her problems? <laughs> you'll get a mouthful. The moon represents our inner world. This is who we become when we are home alone. Oh, that juicy moment when everyone's out of the house and we can dance, we can sing, we can do whatever we want, leave all the dirty dishes. Like when we're home alone, we become our moon sign. Or when we're in a deeply committed, passionate, romantic relationship, we're one person with our friends and we're completely different behind closed doors with our intimate partner, our moon sign comes out. During a solar eclipse, the moon, our inner self, goes over our ego. And so metaphorically speaking, this could be saying that our inner self, who only those super, super close to us know, or who we become behind closed doors, is going to be revealed. In the middle of the day, at the brightest time of day, 10.55 a.m. Oh my gosh, that's when the sun is bright. You can see everything. But when the moon covers it, all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, this is who you actually are? And so zoom out with me real quick and look at the forest rather than the trees. On a larger scale, we are looking at foreign international relations. And if the moon goes over the sun, we could be seeing big people, famous people. This doesn't have to be politics per se, but people who are very well known, shining bright like the sun all over everything, right? Think of someone with a household name. Well, everybody in the world knows what the sun is. Everybody in the world knows who Donald Trump or Taylor Swift is, perhaps. We could see people being exposed, 
something about them that's dark that only they know behind closed doors coming out being exposed. Now zoom back into the forest and let's go into the trees and talk about how this applies to us. We, it doesn't mean you're going to have your secrets exposed and someone's going to get a hold of your phone and read your text messages or look at your pictures. Not like that. No, 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 no. It could simply mean that there is a piece of your inner world that could come out and be a part of your outer personality. Here's an example of how this could play out. And again, remember, it depends upon what area of life Libra rules for you. This could be all of your friends and family know you as the person who has a full-time career in graphic design. They, because you've been people-pleasing and codependent, they think you love it. They think you're doing incredible. Deep down inside, you've been dying inside. You don't want to do this anymore. The pay is great. You love your clients. You, you feel like you really climbed the ladder and you're accomplishing something. But behind closed doors, you feel so hollow. You feel shallow. You don't feel like you're making a difference. You feel like you're just helping more people make more money. And yet there's starving homeless animals and there's children that need adopted. And there's just the world is so upside down. And you don't feel like you're spending eight hours a day helping that. Instead, you're doing something that sure is cool, but you're just, you know what I mean? And so during eclipse season, you could finally say, I can't take it. And you go to your friends and your family who know you as the most amazing graphic designer and you say, hey, I'm selling everything I own and I'm moving to South America to backpack. And they're going to go, what? Why would you? No, you're, you're dating such a lovely person. Your career is amazing. You have what everybody wants. Why would you leave all of that? And you say, because I actually don't like any of it. And it's actually not who I am. And even though their illicit reactions will make you question and doubt your own self, because that's just natural, primally feeling, you still push through it and you still move towards this new life, this new chapter, this new experience. This is how the solar eclipse in Libra could manifest on a micro level. The first eclipse of this axis was in Aries, right? So all of my Aries Libra people, why these two signs? Because they're sister signs. They are directly opposite of each other in the sky. Aries is dual, Libra is duet. Aries is me, Libra is we. Aries is I don't need no man, Libra is I've dreamt of my wedding, <laughs> okay? So we have an eclipse axis on these two for the next 18 months. And the very first one was on April 19th of this year. So if you can go back in your photos, your posts, your texts, your journals, whatever you have, what were you learning about relationships back then? Especially in the area of life that Aries rules since it was an eclipse in Aries. Now, what's interesting about all of the Libra eclipses we will experience for the next 18 months is they will occur near the south node. So the south node is a moon, a lunar point, right? You guys are probably all familiar with your north node. The north node in our birth chart represents a point of destiny. 
whenever I give purpose-driven readings for people who just feel they're lost, they really need to pull the map out and say, what is my purpose? Because I know it's not to be a parent. I know it's not to be a graphic designer. Like, I'm lost. What is it? Can you can you turn that light back on for me? I look at the midheaven. This is how you earn money in this lifetime, which, oh, we need. I look at Saturn, your karmic purpose. I pull in Chiron, the wound in your chart, because more times than not, People who are very successful and have found their purpose and their passion, it stems from pain, not joy. And so I pull Chiron into it. But the last piece is the North Node, that spiritual destiny. I describe the North Node as a point in your chart to move towards and to blend into this purpose smoothie, the last flavor in it, because this is the point, the area of life, the thing that when you do it and combine it with what you earn money doing, you go home and you go, I can't believe I get paid to do this. I love this. This is amazing. And I really feel like I'm making a difference in the world too. It's, this is, I feel so good. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and do it again. That is your North Node. So the South Node is exactly opposite that. This is a karmic point. This is where we say who you were in a past life. Oh, composite charts where I read a couple's chart and I look at their combined south node. It tells you who they were in a past life. It's very like Akashic records, similar to that flavor. And it's so cool when I announce it to them and the, the couple will instantly have a recognition like, yeah, I felt that. And I always want to push the couple towards their north node. Like, hey, you guys didn't come together to sit in that pool of familiarity and get bored and fight over the same things over and over and over. You guys came here to do this, to step into your North Node, which usually both as couples and individually in our charts feels uncomfortable. You guys have heard me say it over and over. The people who have a Leo North Node, which means Aquarius, because that is Leo's sister, is their South Node. They are coming from a past where they are very comfortable being behind the camera, behind the scenes. They do not want to be main character energy. <laughs> no, thank you. And so in this lifetime, when I tell them, hey, you're actually supposed to be center stage, main character energy, hair, makeup, lights, action, let's go. And they cringe. They're like, no, absolutely not. Not for me. But I always say, okay, when your North Node really starts to rev up in your late 30s, early 40s, you come back and tell me what you think about the spotlight. And they always do. I love it. It feels so good. <laughs> okay. Now, the Libra eclipses are happening on the south node because right now the north node is transiting through Aries. So people with their north node in Aries or any placements in Aries are having the north node, the spiritual destiny node. Give those placements a kiss and kind of knock them if they so choose because it's a gentle placement to chase what could be spiritually aligned for them in this lifetime. Now, Having a Libra South node, who you were in a past life, you were a people pleaser. You were a spouse who just said, yes, ma'am, no, sir, and did as you were told and didn't really have a sense of autonomy. Never let your music, so to speak, out of you. 
You died with the music in you. A lot of gossip, a lot of lying. People with a Libra South node, it's been said, come from a past life of lying, gossiping, affairs, cheating, love triangles. This is their comfort zone or things like that. And they are moving into an Aries North node where they have the highest integrity. They really take charge and feel in control of the fate and the outcome of their relationships, both romantic and friendship, because they know that they're in control of themselves and they don't worry about the other. They know if I show up and I do the work I'm supposed to do, no matter what happens, I will feel good about this partnership. Whether it lasts forever or not, doesn't matter. I'm showing up with the highest integrity. I will initiate tough conversations. I will control my reactions so they don't get out of control. And I will enjoy a wonderful partnership where I feel taken care of and loved by another, yet I still feel free to be an individual with respect to the partnership, of course, and have a beautiful life. It's a really cool axis to have those on. So if you don't have these placements, this still affects you, of course. When the Libra eclipses are occurring near the south node, past life stuff really karmic things are ready to let go finally release it get it out look to your saturn for a tool you know my saturn is in capricorn so when there's a libra eclipse in my sixth house of health and daily routine i'm gonna use my saturn and capricorn to help me with this capricorn simply put self-discipline giving up today's temptation for tomorrow's reward. I'm going to use that principle to really enjoy these Libra South Node eclipses. And I'll just share with you guys, I want to write a novel. My third book, I wanted to be over 300 pages. I'm fucking terrified. (laughs) I procrastinate on it so much. And I always know when something's going to be really good because I procrastinate on it. Look, it took me fucking... 20 years to learn the guitar, but hey, I'm pretty good at it. Everyone who's watched me play is like, wait, didn't you just pick the guitar up like a month ago? I'm like, yeah, just strumming away. And it's been, music has been in my heart and my soul. I just procrastinated on it. For what reason? Still figuring out. But I'm doing the same old pattern with writing my novel. And I know that I'm going to have a kick in the butt with these eclipses because they're in my south node of my daily routine, my work. They are going to push me to say, you better pencil this into your daily routine, writing your book or shit, you're out of luck. I don't know. (laughs) So that and I'm going to use my Saturn and Capricorn, Steph, self-discipline like give up some things. Maybe I play the guitar for an hour too long. I cut back that time and say, okay, 30 minutes on guitar, but 30 minutes writing, like things like that. So this is where this eclipse can really help you. Libra, Libra, Libra. They have a nickname on the streets called Libra. And you know, Scorpios lie for revenge, right? Like when you think of a liar, it's got such a negative connotation to it. You're a liar. Guess what? Everybody lies. It's a part of human nature. And I know when there's cheating involved, when there's very serious lies that ruin and affect lives, ugh, it's awful. It sucks. But Libras tend to tell little white lies because they are trying to avoid conflict at all costs. 
So we all carry a little bit of sprinkles of each of the 12 signs in us. So under these solar eclipses in Libra, codependency can ruin a life. Where are you lying to both yourself and those around you? Kind of like the story I used with the graphic designer. She was lying to her friends and family, smiling through her beautiful teeth, saying, I love what I do. I love who I'm married to. I love my life. When you actually don't, right? And I say this knowing that there's such a gray area because everybody's life, no matter what you do, I love, 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 and pinch myself literally every single morning that I get to teach astrology for a living, that I get the ability to sit and write a book that hopefully will sell well. It's so fucking cool that I get to do that. But I still have days where I'm like, I'm no, I'm just going to disappear and go work on a resort delivering my ties to people. And like, no, I can't do this. I still have days, but you just got to bring balance to, okay, is it a bad day or is it a bad life decision? right? Libra, balance, scales, there's those key words. These eclipses will definitely help you feel, is that a bad day or a bad life decision? Think of eclipses primally, right? I was just reading something and I don't trust the internet so much anymore. I am just moving into this phase where I'm all about talking to people in person. So I read something yesterday in my research of the eclipses about the Navajo tribes, Native American tribes here in America. And I was reading about their traditions surrounding eclipses. And apparently, according to this article, they, during an eclipse, stay indoors. And so a lot of national parks that are on Navajo tribal land are closing this Saturday to honor the tradition of the Navajo during eclipses. What they're going to do is fast all morning and all day, I think, have moments of silence. And the key is stay indoors. They're not going outside because to them, it represents bad luck. And when you research the history and the mythology of eclipses from ancient times, historical times, a lot of tribes and cultures viewed eclipses as bad omens as bad times. And of course, because when you live very primally, you are extremely attuned to the sun, sunrise, sunset, to the moon, to the stars, to the seasons. You have to. Your life literally depends on the movement of nature and the stars and the sun and the seasons, both for growing food, but also for protection from the elements. It's fascinating. So when tribes and cultures did this, of course, think about if you have no technology, no way to know that there's an eclipse in Libra, nothing. You're just outside one day doing your chores, like getting your food harvested and ready. And then all of a sudden, in the height of late morning, the sun disappears and you look over your shoulder and it's not a storm cloud covering the sun. There's a giant black ball moving to cover the sun, perfectly placed, same size as if divinely created through a technological advancement, but you don't know about any of that because you're living a primal life in nature. Wouldn't you freak the fuck out (laughs) and be like, whoa, these are aliens. Here's the end of time. What in the world? And so a lot of cultures feared eclipses, like terrified of them and who knows whether they could forecast and 
see if there was an eclipse scheduled to happen. I don't know how they used time back then, like the Mayan calendar or whatnot, but to just see that, especially a complete total solar eclipse. I was in Charleston, South Carolina during that totality in 2017. Terrifying. I cannot imagine if I had no idea and there wasn't helicopters and CNN covering it with handing out free 3D looking glasses to watch it. If I had no idea, I was just outside harvesting my crops to get ready for the winter. Holy shit, my, I would scream and run too. So if you haven't already planned it, don't get married this weekend. <laughs> don't propose to someone. Don't launch a business. Um, of course, if you already have these things planned, there's nothing you can do. You roll with the punches, do your thing. But if you're thinking of having a shotgun wedding in Vegas, don't do it. <laughs> Just wait. But it this was a time to go indoors, take a deep breath, reflect, right? Normally we reflect and we become introverted at night because the sun is gone. The light is gone. When this happens in the middle of the day, meditate, sit still. I think me and Jael will probably sit on our porch since we are lucky enough to be under totality, partial totality, and maybe just have a latte together and just be quiet and be still and maybe play an intimate game of we're not really strangers and have heart-to-heart conversations or just sit and breathe next to each other. This is one of my favorite rewards of working hard to have a beautiful relationship with someone is how easy it is to just sit in silence together and it's comfortable and you don't feel pressured to say anything, nothing. And it's just beautiful. And so perhaps that's what him and I will do to honor it. But yeah, go inside relax, journal if you can, journal about who you're in a relationship with, how if you have lost some friends or lovers in the past year and a half under the Scorpio-Taurus axis, journal about why, journal about the role you've played. You guys know I always love to talk about cheating and affairs. They suck. It hurts. It's happened to me. I've been there. But you heal so much when you say, okay, that person cheated on me. That fucking sucked. They definitely shouldn't have done that. It's not an okay behavior, but it takes two to tango with absolutely everything. What was my role in that? If I've dated people who haven't cheated on me sexually or emotionally, but they just lost interest in me or didn't respect me, why? What role did I play in that? Oh, wow. Now that I look back, my self-worth was shit. I was afraid of conflict, so I never spoke how I felt or I never yelled at them back. I was just passive aggressive and avoidantly attached. So I just disappeared and hoped it would go away. Ah, got it. This is a chance for you to release that side of you. So it never comes back out and doesn't sabotage the present moment, right? Um, donate. This is also what I'm going to do this week because eclipse energy is potent leading up to the eclipse. So this is as you listen to this all the way up to Saturday, the day of, and then think of going back down the steps and getting away from this energy for seven days after. So that'll be what? Till October 21st ish and some coins lay low, relax, donate clothes. I'm going to donate. Oh, you know, when we moved into this cottage, I was going through, it's so funny. Half the things poor JL has to move are bins after bin after bin of books. (laughs) 
Apparently, your girl loves books, romance novels, uh, but a ton of spiritual novels and books. And I was like, okay, I have a problem here. <laughs> I've got to give some of these things away. So I'm going to donate them to little free libraries, uh, thrift stores, because I want this knowledge to be spread and I'm ready to release some of them. Some of those things I, I don't necessarily agree with or resonate with anymore. And other things, I just feel like I've learned them and they're solidified in my character so I can release it to somebody else who's in need of that spiritual, personal development information. It's, you know, donating clothes, especially going through your closet, your dresser, go through a storage unit in your house and look at things and say, oh, I want to keep this. But my personal rule is, have I used it in the last year? If I haven't, I don't care what my excuse is to keep it. It's got to go. Uh, have I worn it in the past 365 days? Again, if it, even if I'm like, but, 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 it's got to go. Here's my Saturn and Capricorn coming out to parent myself. It's got to go. Donate it. It can go find a new home. But eclipse, right? Eclipse, cut, get out, move out, sudden chop, let it go move and facilitate this energy along by cutting, eclipsing things out of your home, out of your space. Everything holds energy, right? Everything from the hummingbird feeder sitting in front of me to this fiddly fig to my left, all of this holds energy. And sometimes when we are in a home that is so cluttered, I do, I know it's debatable, but I personally believe that your outer Space, home space, is a direct reflection of your inner. And I say that with a little bit of caution because I know there's some Leo moons listening to this that seems to be the placement of people who love their clutter, love their colors. My Scorpio moon, personally, I live, I want to live completely minimalist. I want you to walk into my space and question if somebody lives there. <laughs> I'm like clean energy all day. Give me big windows, some green plants. <laughs> We're done. We're good. I'll sit on the floor. <laughs> but I, I personally believe that your, your space is a direct reflection of your inner energy. So with that said, donate some things, let go of some things, clean your inner world, stay in during this eclipse and release purge. Ah, okay. I even donated some boxes of tarot cards because I just look at them and I'm like, I don't think I like those anymore. I don't think I'm going to use those. I think, you know, I still believe in them very, very much so. They always have a very sweet, soft, deep spot in my heart, but I don't know. I just don't, I, I've fallen in such love with astrology and human design because they're tools that I can pull out of my belt and literally like hammer and shovel with every day in this game of life. And I feel like when I would pull a tarot card and it would say death or the Joker or the tower, it would give me anxiety. It would just spin me out. And I was like, why would I put myself through this? Or so maybe I'm not rooted in myself enough, I guess, to be using those things like that. But no matter what, life is filled with tower moments. And if you're not familiar with tarot, a tower card means your life's about to come crumbling down. Tower. I don't, I just didn't need something to tell me what I already knew. And I found that a lot of times when I would pull tarot cards or oracle cards, 
It would be answers I already knew within me. I was just really struggling to have that sense of self-worth. You guys have heard me talk about it. The three selves, self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem. I was struggling with those. And so I was branching out to find people, things, spiritual modalities to help me and confirm and be those things for me. When what I personally really needed was to be those things for myself. I needed to put down the cards, put down the people, let go of the friends, let go of the vices that I was filling with trying to pretend like I had those three selves rooted and confident when I didn't. And so I strip all those things away and I do things that are real and tangible, like teach myself how to play the guitar, take myself to lessons and do things like that and soon write my book those actions build up the three selves so that the only time I'm pulling tarot or oracle cards is when I've got girlfriends over and we're drinking mocktails and it's like, let's pull out the cards and it's just for fun with good energy. Never alone when I'm crying and worried and nervous and I need guidance, you know? It's very similar to what I teach as a holistic health coach in the medical astrology readings where I firmly believe now with all the diet trending topics on what to eat, what not to eat, it's just so overwhelming, so contradictory and hypocritical that I have just let it go and come to the space where I realized you can eat or drink whatever the fuck you want as long as it's in good energy and good company. If you are scarfing down a burger and fries from fast food because you're in a rush to get somewhere or because shit, you work so late and you got to get home because your kids need you and you're yeah, of course you're going to get sick and get all the things that they tell you fast food does to your body. But I firmly believe if it's planned and you go with your best friend or your lover or your mom or by yourself after a really good day where you did something that pushed you beyond your limits and you're proud and you enjoy it with a smile on your face and you eat slow and you got a little wiggle in your shoulders because you're happy or you're eating it with someone that makes you laugh who you can share your deepest secrets with and they don't hold it over you it's I believe your body will digest it just fine (laughs) you know and so I think that's the same thing with spiritual tools with astrology with oracle cards tarot cards That's just where my personal belief is at with it. So that's all I've got for you guys on this solar eclipse in Libra. Just to refresh your mind and leave you with a summary. Try not to make any big decisions leading up to this weekend and seven days after. Just relax, think, process. We live in such a culture and society that is so do, do, do. Now, now, now. I want one day delivery. I want this done by this time. Don't. It's fine. There's many things you can do that are behind the scenes setting you up for growth. Even if you don't see it tangibly in front of you, you can go do those things now. Journal about past relationships, romantic, platonic, friendships, family. Journal about how much, come on, can we be honest? Like from 2020 until now, 2023 has just been like squished into one I saw this funny meme on Instagram that was like from 2016 to 2019, that was one era. From 2020 to 2023, this is another era. Whoa, like, holy shit. Journal about it. What have you learned since 2016? What happened that year? Look at where you are now. Look at the growth. 
Be proud of yourself under this eclipse. There was perhaps a past version of you that cheated and told lies and had an affair, dated someone who was married, dated someone who had kids or was with someone else at the time and you knew, but you still went like it's, it sucks. That's wrong. But forgive yourself under this eclipse. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for being attracted to narcissists. Forgive yourself for people pleasing and holding out and you didn't waste time, but holding strength that someone you were with would change. That's such a testament to how big your heart is. I really hope you don't beat yourself up over, wow, I lost so much time and now here I am in my late 20s or my late 30s, my 40s, my 50s. I know we've got quite an array of listeners. I want to include everyone. You didn't waste any time. It's such a testament to how big your heart is, how capable you are of loving and showing up in a relationship. And to everybody listening to this who is in a relationship, it's hard. There is no manual for what is right. Nobody knows you. Nobody knows your partner. Don't ever take advice from people who are not in a place where you want to go. Vent all you want. Tale as old as time. We women love to gossip and chat about our love lives. But know when to just vent and talk out loud and exchange that energy and know when to not take advice from people because you are absorbing the consequences of a decision that somebody else could be making for you. Be very wary of that. And donate, throw away, clean your house, eclipse things out, release your energy, free up your heart space because... Maybe you want to create something coming up, something really magical. Okay, that's all I got for you guys. Thank you for tuning in, sending love from this beautiful cabin. I'm going to go check on Miss Kaya, who's been pacing the porch, waiting for a snack. I love you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Please leave a review. You guys have been doing so great with that. Leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast from. I really appreciate it. Book a birth chart reading, lightworkers-lounge.com. Use your podcast discount code gratitude. And I will see you guys when I see ya. Bye.